Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Fajitas Tonight with me, Morgana. And me, Elle. I can't believe we're at the seventh episode already. I know, seven weeks has gone fast. I know. so much fun. Oh, we are. Just talking about all the things we talk about anyway, but now you guys have to listen. Yeah, it's like a a sight in to our private bedroom conversation. Private bedroom conversation. (laughs) We're not a couple, by the way. (laughs) Just to clear that one up. Um, but today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, another one that does take part in our private bedroom conversations, as <laughs> mentioned. I hope you don't refer to them as that forever, <laughs> forever onwards. This is a thing now. Um, we're going to be talking about the price of fame. Yeah. Ooh. I know, it's been quite a sad week in terms of like headline news. Yeah. Um, with the death of Mike from the series Three of Love Island. Go on now, say the last name. Thalassitis. Mike Thalassitis. She's been practising. Elastitis. Yeah, that's no, right. Someone correct me if it's wrong. But it is actually very sad news. Yeah, really sad. And it does spark some very interesting conversations, which we will be getting on to. Yeah. But um, first, Morgana, would you yeah. ever like to be famous? Would... Mm, I feel like growing up, I it crossed my mind. Yeah, just I think the I would have... part. No, no, I wouldn't like to have been just famous. It wasn't yeah. the fame that appealed. Like, I like the idea of being, like, a famous actress or a famous author. And I think that's because it's what you like, you're exposed to, you know, as a kid, like what you watch are TV and films and you think I want to be in those. And the way to do that, you know, that fame is like a byproduct of that. But I was never like, oh, I want everyone to look at me and. Yeah, I get what you mean. A little bit of it. I mean, did you ever used to like dance in front of the TV? When your parents were trying to watch something. Like That's not the performing. same as wanting to be famous. Oh, no. But it's like you want everyone to look at you, don't you? What when you're you? a kid. Yeah, when I was a little kid, because only child. I uh, Well, I have a half-sister now, but when I was younger, I was an only child. And I wanted everyone to look at me and watch me. I would always dance and do like <laughs> fake ballet shows in front of the You TV. still kind of do that. It's <laughs> not no, act like your pa- past I've got it. a partner now. <laughs> but, like, did you want to be famous? I don't think I wanted to be famous. Mm. I was, like, very comfortable, like, being very extra in front of people I knew, but I would always get the worst stage fright in, like, plays or if we had to do anything in assembly, I would crumble. So I always knew I couldn't be famous because I I can't perform in front of larger audiences than, like, three people I know. Oh, yeah, okay. But no. If you had to have a job that came with fame, but, yeah, what would you pick? You, ha- you have to be famous, but you can pick, like, what level of fame. Well, the best one would probably be, like, an activist. So I know oh. I've done a good thing. Yeah. And I'm known for it and probably get a Wikipedia page as well. Yeah, that's quite cool. I know. Mine's quite boring. It's author. Oh, no, I'd, that would be great too. Because, yeah, you can hide behind your writing and, and, yeah, you don't have to be known. You do, like, book tours and press conferences, but that's, like, on people that are interested in your writing. They're, they're buying into your writing, not into you. And I, don't, I think it would be too much mm. pressure for me to have a career based on me which is based, well yeah also no expiry date if you it's can not dependent on, on like looks or on your body Youth. or something like that yeah, yeah. oh well interesting well may, who knows there one of us could be a celebrity one day well i really don't wish that on either of us to be honest i know depends how pod, how the father podcast goes oh yeah if you guys keep supporting us then who knows me and Elle are gonna make it on the big that would be a good thing to be famous for a podcast yeah for heaters tonight making it to the big time oh but the more listeners that this gets the more scared and conscious i get about talking like i feel like more pressure to be absolutely correct with fact and oh. 
Can you really not like say this at the start of the episode? Because <laughs> I really don't want people to like look at that for the rest of the episode. So actually, we're quite um, happy if with this our is hundred listeners. Just a listeners. candid little chat. <laughs> um, just me between me and you, Elle. No one's listening. Yeah, true. But anyway, we're about to start talking about fame. Please enjoy. So our chosen topic for this week seemed quite fitting with, as we mentioned, what's been in the news. But we wanted to talk about the price of fame and fame in general and how that impacts people as human beings and their mental health. So, um, yeah, we want to kick off with that. And we think we'll start talking about the recent passing of Mike Thalassitis, um, who you guys would know from Love Island. And it's very sad. And we've just been reading up on quite a bit of the news about it and it's brought back into debate that question of you know male mental health and the high male suicide rate which is so there's 16 people a day who take their own lives and 12 of those are men which is really high that's isn't it the most quarters. common cause of death for, for men, men under the age of 45 yeah yeah in the uk which is actually shocking that yeah and there's such a stigma around it still i know like, there's still so much shame attached to it so i think that's why it's shocking that people just you don't expect i know and i think having someone who's been in like the local media line like he's not such a celebrity he wasn't such a celebrity that was known internationally that you're sort of like disassociated he was kind of the middle ground between a normal person and a reality star and a celebrity that you feel almost closer to him and you feel like you knew him on more of a personal level yeah um because of his you know time in love island and celebs go dating so I feel like it's kind of hit the UK a bit harder than maybe other instances. I think it's the reason it's hit quite hard is actually because we have been presented with a persona like Muggy Mike and the guy who we saw was very cocky macho, and like macho, confident. confident. And then that just seems totally at odds with a guy who like so tragically would hang himself in yeah. the woods. So um i think that's what's caused the big shock and also yeah reality stars like by their very nature they are supposed to be people who like us can achieve fame yeah like just a so it's just like a bit closer to home way. yeah than exactly. any other like international celebrity yeah but yeah so um i watched the Mon- montana brown's interview on this morning mm-hmm. and oh, so she yeah it was really sad she was like very close to tears like throughout quite a lot of it um and she was saying that she was really close to mike and what we saw on TV and Love Island and Celebs Go Dating was completely the opposite. It was a persona that he put on that he played up to because that's what made him money. Um, When actually he was a really caring guy. She used the example of him sending her a Christmas card in in the post, which is so sweet and thoughtful and very unusual, again, for, like, the time of social media where you can just sling a message across or tag someone in a post. Um, So, yeah, it sounds like from all the tributes being made to him by all of his co-stars in Love Island, even the ones he didn't get on with on the show that he was a really lovely, thoughtful, quiet guy that just had this persona that I think in a way might have been created for him for that show. Um, yeah, they the way that... Well, Love Island by its very nature is a game, isn't it? The yeah. idea is that there are an uneven number of boys and girls so that you couple up and someone's going to be left behind. So it is, like, strategic. And obviously the producers get people in, like, people to come in and disrupt the dynamic. Yeah. That's, like, a classic episode one, isn't it? Like, yeah. everyone's fine and coupled up, but wait, here comes this one person. And Megan Barton Hansen, she said she didn't know Mike personally, but she can see kind of understand where his mental health issues might have come from if if they were caused or um influenced by the the pantomime villain 
yeah like that was put upon him so she said that happened to her where she came in later and sort of had to recouple with someone and took some took somebody in yeah yeah you know somebody else's partner and mike did that to an extent as well was portrayed in that same way and how being portrayed as a villain can really impact like your own thoughts about yourself or at least how other people perceive and treat you Mm -hmm. um and yeah i thought that was really interesting that she said that 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 she was prepared for that when it happened but he might not have been Um, well it's hard because love island by its very nature is a game and it's like you, you know devil's avocado you're like they should know what they're signing up for. They're yeah. going in. Um, it's like a reality show and you're signing up for fame and influence. The prize isn't really the money. The prize is the fame, fame and influence. And you're already selected on the basis of your influence because they look at your Instagram and they look at your following. So some like critics would say he should have known what he was signing up for. It's not like, how is this fame what you are unable to deal with when it's what you actually wanted i think what's really interesting about love island and especially how it's kind of progressed in popularity over the last few years is that Mm -hmm. from series one in 2015 they were very much you know normal small-time people and then that's progressed to say the, the year that mike was in it in 2017 um they were small time influence influencers on instagram yeah. but they weren't a high celebrity caliber like and then the year after you've seen more influential people who have more instagram followers and you know links to danny dyer who's a celebrity in herself and i think that the way that love island's popularity is growing they're then picking people who have more and more of a like foresight of fame yeah but with mike's year that was the year it really really kicked off agreed and that's the year when they left the villa with you know one million followers and i think maybe they weren't as prepared as they thought for going from having you know 50,000 followers on Instagram and being a small-time influencer. Still earning money from that and, and you know, a few people might recognise you too being a household name. I know that, like, it's cross-generational now. It's kids as young as, like, 10 are watching Love Island. I'm watching Love Island in our 20s. There's going to be 15-year-olds watching it. There's my mum's watching it and she's in her 40s. So I think that it really is kind of... Bra- it's They're becoming household names. They're no longer just confined to instagram exactly and it once you win it's like a conveyor belt that you can't really get off yeah because like in order to keep earning the money like you've got to keep doing these appearances and you've got to keep doing these promotions it's and play like, into the persona that yeah, you created on there and the, and the fame and the fame is kind of becomes the career it's not like like i don't know if because mike was a footballer wasn't he yeah i don't know if he went back to I think he retired after. in late in December two thousand seventeen. So just so he must have been uh, just before yeah going on it. But then it just kind of becomes the career after that. The career becomes because, you as a personality. Yeah, you as a personality, and that becomes too much, especially as that personality can be distorted by the media. Like what we're seeing, Muggy Mike, yeah, is not the truth. Obviously, we have heard. Yeah. Although Montana did also say that he would he didn't necessarily mind the Muggy Mike name because he knew it was what was getting him his influence but that in itself is like problematic yeah and then i guess if he's playing up to that and you know trying to make the best out of that situation and portraying to everyone that he enjoys that maybe he didn't feel the confidence to come forward and actually say no i'm really struggling with this persona that i've got and it's actually maybe restricting me from getting some lines of work Mm -hmm. and that could have contributed and i know that also his grandmother passed away 
recently and his friend at Christmas and he had money troubles and I think that the amount of pressure on someone and then this, all of that would be a lot for anyone in terms of mental health wise but when you're in the limelight and you're portrayed as you've got to maintain an image and he's got to maintain that image if he wants to keep on making the money but he doesn't feel that that image fits him it's just a lot and it's just really sad that it's ended so tragically and that he probably felt like he couldn't reach out yeah exactly I think in the social media age people feel like they really know celebrities yeah like you feel connected to them and yes in a way it's better because you you can kind of contact them and in some ways maybe they are more accessible yeah more accessible and maybe in some ways more real than like being put on a pedestal and you never really see them but at the same time that's still damaging for that celebrity because they cannot maintain that image all of the time yeah 24 7 and the media distorts things um yeah so it's just a very tragic thing to have happened but it started a very good conversation it has and i know this wasn't linked necessarily to the mic in like his his passing but mm-hmm. slum flowers twitter debate was oh, very yeah. timely with that this kind of issue that's re-emerging um in terms of feminism i know that we've mentioned before you know one of the really that we see as feminists me and you mm-hmm. one of the main things that like is on our agenda is kind of like promoting mental health in young men and like debunking oh, yeah. toxic masculinity exactly the idea that feminism is just for women is not true we like do, it yeah. obviously helps men as well and so Slumflower kind of came under fire and criticism this was before mike passed away but um for saying that male suicide was not her feminist concern um and a lot of people criticized her and you could argue rightly or wrongly i don't really know where i stand on the issue myself i know that i personally do think it's an important part of feminism and it's a really good way to involve men in feminism exactly to help women as yeah. well but um she said it's not her battle and her her response to the criticism was it's not that i'm saying it's not to be looked at at all but for me i'm still fighting for women and men have enough power with amongst yeah. themselves to help their one issue whereas women have all of these issues and yeah. we need the support it is a difficult one because obviously feminism is like it does have lots of different strands but one thing helps the other so i yeah i do think i don't think they're isolated personally no. so i wouldn't totally agree with her comments but i do get where she's coming from especially as she herself is like a woman of color and she probably feels like that intersection of race and gender is more her, than a white th- male. that's more her fight than than something else so i do get where she's coming from but i think it's all one big yeah and her comments were probably unnecessary yeah i don't know it is it's an interesting chat to have yeah yeah i agree with you in that i think it's useful for us to include that in our feminist fight um but yeah another thing that came up this week which was also again quite timely which is sort of why we decided to have this topic on Mm -hmm. the podcast um, was the interview with Sam Smith by Jimmy Lidgemill for I Weigh. If oh, you haven't brilliant. seen it... Brilliant, you must watch. It's fantastic. It's on Instagram TV. I'm, I'm sure it's probably got a YouTube link Yeah. There. What did you watch it on? I did watch it on Instagram TV, yeah. actually. I'm very excited. It's the first of a series with Jimmy Lidgemill, who is just brilliant, I think, in every way. Um, and it's just Sam Smith, he's talking about body image and the shame that he's always had um, associated with his body. It was just such... <laughs> no, El, <laughs> poor Elle has got sniffles and she's currently got um tissues just hanging out her nose like a waterfall. It's the easiest okay, way. Boo? I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I was trying to 
She's trying to take a photo of me. Trying to shame me, are you? Trying to shame you. Then, which brings us back to our discussion. Sorry for the segue, guys. But, um, (laughs) yeah, no, Sam Smith, he's always had a very problematic relationship with food and his body. He basically said that when he was younger, I don't remember what age, uh, 11? 12. 12. He had basically had too much estrogen in his body he essentially had like breasts yeah so he had to get them removed at a very young age and he's kind of talked about it um like how he doesn't feel quite like a man quite like a woman and i think you made a good point the other day like it's come in the media like all of the articles about this interview have been labeled as sam smith comes out as non-binary i found that so jarring yeah because if you actually watch the interview he doesn't he's just saying i'm just me yeah and i really don't really goes against i feel like that just for me goes against the idea of us accepting the idea of trans people as just people exactly or anyone who not trans um but gender fluid people as just it's just labels this is just another putting someone in a box exactly and it was just so like sad like shock breaking news sam smith has come out as no he just he just said i don't identify as either sometimes i feel i think like a woman sometimes i feel like a man and that's okay and i feel like just the again the media just and it wasn't even like malicious outlets it was like refinery 29 it was bbc news yeah and i just think the way they labeled that or presented it the language they used was just so out of tune with the interview exactly and trying to make and trying to sensationalize it 100 percent. because i actually read like the bbc news one before i watched the interview and when i watched the interview it was just him saying look i'm just me i'm sam smith that was and the that tiniest was the part it was about one minute of the yeah, whole half exactly. an hour video i know i the was really was, frustrated yeah. It was frustrating. And that just shows how the media manipulates things. Yeah. Which is what our discussion is about. I know, yeah. But also, we w- what I found really interesting about that was um, his comment on fame. So, he, you know, as celebrities normally are asked, you know, would you do it all again? Mm-hmm. And he said, quite honestly, no, I wouldn't. And I just thought that was yeah. so sad. Like, I just I felt know. so much sympathy for him and being this talented man that shot to fame at 20 and just would not do it again he he would not have the money he would he exactly. said that as soon as he became famous like people he lost a part of himself he was people acted differently around him and it's just harder to find love and i just thought that is so tragic i honestly would not wish fame on my worst enemy and well yeah it, it is difficult and i was listening to um another jamila jamil she was on our one of our favorites um the control Art delete podcast with emma gannon oh, this when week was that? This literally came out like yesterday. Well, really I did not know good. About this. You must listen. But basically, she's talking about how, with the position of fame, it comes with privileges. Like you do get money and you do get a platform. You get free so, clothes. Yeah. And so people. It's glamorous life. Yeah, all of the above. And so people literally they feel shamed into talking about like they don't want to sound ungrateful. Yeah. So you can't say I'm famous, but I'm not happy. Um, because it's coming with all of this and then also people don't really believe it they'd be like what? but you're beautiful and you've got all of this stuff yeah. it's not really like valid so I'm so glad that she's using these iWay videos as like a platform for people to talk about this I think it's interesting this, this idea of fame and I know we mentioned earlier like mm-hmm. how when you go onto Love Island you are going on to be a personality and even though you might not know the level of fame that you'll reach, your fame is going to be based on your personality. And in some way, you must be a little bit prepared for that. Like um, Megan Barton Hansen said she was. Yeah. Um, and they've got Love Island psychologists that also, I think, help with that. Although that's been called out by Katie McDermott, who said that they need more aftercare. Anyway, another point. <laughs> um, and I just think it's even more... That's obviously sad. But even more tragic, potentially, when people who have just a talent and and then the fame is like a byproduct yeah, of that and they if don't they want, want to be that. successful yeah, and I think to that's earn just money. so sad I like 
and with social media we just even more like feel closer to these celebrities they're more accessible and they've just got more pressure than ever to perform constantly it's not just like they perform for a performance and a magazine interview they then have to perform for instagram for all of these exactly. things that contribute to their success yeah. and fully give themselves to the public so they do, they're not really themselves anymore yeah like how hard must it be for sam smith to like just go out for a day exactly just walk along the street like that's taken from him but you've said before like you've seen Mm. dougie pointer at yes and you felt like you couldn't go over because you didn't want to interrupt yeah exactly because i just think they don't celebrities don't owe us anything really no they don't like they do have a platform and with that comes responsibility which we've discussed before but like to not feed a toxic narrative but at the same time if they're like out and about with their friends i i don't like if i interrupt and say oh can i have a picture and they say yes then that's like me interrupting them in their social encounter but if they say no then i might go and tell my friends and be like oh doggy point is actually a dick in person yeah yeah. like i don't want to have to put that pressure on them to make that decision then in that moment and, and they have to do that constantly draw attention to more people exactly just getting on with their lives. exactly yeah yeah so I, just, I generally avoid so thoughts on fame so. fame after this discussion well i just see it as toxic i just don't i wonder if love island particularly will change its approach to how it either helps its candidates like with aftercare or mm. or kind of um warning them about what might happen before they go on the show is that like a discussion that's properly had and also how they'll present people who are new in from the original cast so when they bring people in five days after are they going to pose them as villains anymore because they sort of do it kind of becomes because they like part of the show is inevitably there's going to be rivalries and I then, know, but and will then there be more... social media will be like Team Chris or Team Muggy Mike, you know? I know, but will there be kind of... The way they edit the show, will that mm. change? I feel like they probably will have to give some they're kind gonna of have, response they've to had, this. So they've had two alleged suicides yeah. from Love Island members for yeah. the last three years, which is quite high. Yeah, that is quite bad, about. isn't it, really? Yeah. But I just I... think... Mm. fame why would you ever want to well i think on the flip side just listening like that jamila interview she actually said when she was kind of deciding her career she was like i want to help people and then when the response to whoever she was talking to was like well one way to do that is to be famous because it is it gives you a platform and she's using her platform for good and like activism but she's had a reform. lot of mental health struggles she has she and has so that i feel like that could have swung the other way Mm. and you know with Mike he might have he he could have had you know a bout of depression or had long term depression and then come out the other side and become an ambassador for calm but unfortunately for him that's not how things pan exactly, out and it's like right. what's the risk it I does... become famous and I can't handle these mental health issues that inevitably are going to come with it to some extent maybe not to the extent of wanting to take your own life but you're going to have those body trouble days the image days that yeah. you hate the the likability issues the drying up work all of those things are gonna at least affect you once this is true then and it does seem to come have to come out of some kind of adversity like sam smith in the interview saying like in terms of money and like success and his career he feels like a 40 year old but in terms of like his relationships and with his body he feels like a confused 16 year old and in that way it's like his growth is kind of like been stunted by fame like he just hasn't had a normal life but then i think of like 
we've mentioned it before on the podcast um the interview with margot robbie yeah and like how she like she seems completely like like fine and and normal and like she has only recently come into fame and it's not the crazy success of sam smith that's true but i wonder if that's because she does fit the type like she is a very like kind intelligent woman but she is also considered a bombshell you know like blonde and beautiful i can't see the media ever really criticizing her in the way that sam smith has been criticized for his body for example i see what you mean so is there like when you uh, when you fit yeah Yeah. when you fit the image that the media is trying to force everyone to portray anyway then maybe that's the only way you can escape being damaged by it i don't know but you're right overall it's it's... fame sucks (laughs) let's be real i know Still wouldn't mind a sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> Old El Paso, if you're out there. <laughs> oh, are we are so going to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, on to the next segment. And on to our next segment. Morgana, what have you been consuming this week? Let's start off the roll with some food. Ooh, well. It's actually a struggle because this is like shorter than... It hasn't been a full week. I know, we're doing an early pod. But I am going to say, not to toot my own horn, but I did. (laughs) Toot, toot. Toot, toot. I made a very nice lentil chilli last night. I served it with nachos. She's looking at me. It was nice. I'm giving confirmation. Okay, good. Thank you. And mayo and all the toppings. Yeah. It was very good. It was was vegan mayo. Don't worry. Vegan mayo. Just to clarify. What's your favourite vegan mayo? Is it the mayo from Tesco or the Hellman's? Mayo. Um, I think mine's I, the Hellman's. The Hellman's definitely tastes like the most realistic mayo, but to be honest, I'm not fussy. I'll have whatever. I think the mayo is good for... Um, <laughs> the way you say mayo it. Mayo is good for Let me hear you say mayo. Mayo. It's good for... What the fuck am I trying to say? Sour cream type Yes. Vibes. When we're trying to fake sour cream, mayo works. Um, but when you want... Mayo, like a fish finger sarni. We need to do that again. But yeah. I do actually. The Hellman's is great for that. And chips. Ooh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Anyway, Elle, what about you? I went to the Bristol Pear Pub in Selly Oak. Ooh, Ooh shout out. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, we should try that. They have a great vegan menu section. I'm not vegan, but basically it was vegan or meat. So I just went for the vegan. Um, I got a vegan butternut squash mac and cheese toasty. Oh my good god! Oh. It wasn't even like a fake mac and cheese, you know. When they try and like make it mac and cheese, but it's not really yeah. cheesy. It's just no. It was like mac and cheese, but with the butternut squash in it in a toasty with Ooh. chips. It was cheesier than a cheese, real cheese. Oh, I'm know definitely going to try but it this. It melted real good. So could that be, was delicious. Be hungover food on Sunday. We could go to the Bristol Pair for hungover food on. I'm not here on Sunday. I mean the Sunday after. Next Sunday. Yeah. Can we actually plan that? Yeah. Can we book that in? That'll be fun. Right, it's a date. Um, tell me what else you've been consuming. I have also been consuming, because I knew we'd be talking about Sam Smith, I re-listened to his episode of Jesse Ware's Table Manners, which that. was actually the first episode, so it really like threw me back. We haven't mentioned Jesse Ware's Table Manners yet on here, because at the moment she's in America and like the American series is not very good, but it's there like are some really live, good episodes. I know, sorry, Jesse. The rest of it's good. Babe, the rest of it's good. Oh my god, I love them on the first episode together. I they, they, they're so clearly friends. They are. And also, I feel like me and him are low key food soulmates. Like when he was talking about his comfort food, like being a bagel with peanut butter and jam, and like his final meal being fish and chips. I was just like, yes. And he loves carrot cake. And I was like, oh. I honey. desperately want to be Sam Smith's friend. Like, I. 
think I he's think we'd such get a on good so human. well. Can we get him? Should we? Should we just, should get, we just him the, get him on the podcast? Just bring him up and get I him on the podcast. I think he does podcasts now. Like I've heard Maybe this. I'll just toot- toodle him an email. <laughs> toodle him an email. We could tweet him this link Yo, and be Sammy. like, "Do you wanna be on our podcast? We love you forever." But we won't be mad fans because obviously you don't like fame. We'll just be chill. Well, he'll he'll listen to the podcast realize that we like don't even care about fame or anything and he'll just be like wow they're so grounded i'd cry and just be like can you sing me to sleep (laughs) okay you can go with the tears approach i will go with rational appeal um appeal to him through food i will yeah eat a peanut butter and jam bagel with me um i I literally um i also consumed the dawn wall What's which that? A climbing film on Netflix. Else, do not roll your eyes. It is so, <laughs> so good. In a similar vein to Free Solo, if anyone has seen that, which has been in cinemas recently, it follows the story of Tommy Caldwell climbing in um, El Capitan, Yosemite. Just amazing, as with all climbing documentaries. Does anyone die? No. But there Ooh. is... Oh, well. Is it 127 hours style hack off the arm? No, no, no. It's like him attempting a big ascent. But he's had some mad stuff happen to him in his life, like him and some other climbers when they were like... 19 i remember they were really young they got captured they were climbing in kyrgyzstan they got captured by these um like terrorists and yeah you'll find out all if you watch the film it's really good what's it Uh, called again the dawn wall the dawn wall yeah and next worth watch i also listened to an interview with marina now marina no longer marina with diamonds christian yeah i listened to that last week it's so good i love her i've always loved her music and yeah she's really cool she's a good egg it's good when you find out people that you're fans of are also good eggs yeah she seems really normal and down to earth as well yeah exactly here we are commenting, doing a thing about fame, but unlike people's rights to the celebrity, but also you do want them to be nice. Yeah, I know. That's a whole likability issue. We'll touch on that. Another yeah, that'll come back another time. And I think that's all I've that consumed. That is very little. Time. I'm so embarrassed for you. Ugh, Jokes, mine's yeah. actually tiny as well. Go on, Elle. Give it to us, Picton. <laughs> um, I watched... These are these are backdating. Abused by my girlfriend, um, oh. which is a documentary about a guy who basically was like 10 days away from death because his girlfriend was mentally and physically abusing him um, it was harrowing but very interesting and again brings up the issue of male domestic, I know we're talking about kind of like male issues this episode so male domestic violence, um, obviously female domestic violence is at a higher rate but we, we can't ignore male domestic violence it's very interesting mm. um, I've also watched Staley, bleh, 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 Stacey <laughs> Dooley on the DUP oh yeah rando it just started playing after fleabag so i just sat there for another <laughs> 30 minutes i don't know uh go and watch that that's from 2017 so it's a bit old now but worth a watch oh i love especially since like, dp are like in our government low-key now yeah um and then the madeline mccann netflix documentary yes thoughts so far l well we're only on episode th- we've just finished episode three yeah i've been told that it gets a bit fast paced and more interesting by episode four because i have found it quite slow well it's not offered any fresh information yet has it i know i know i've looked at the wikipedia page for like the last five years so it's only telling you things you need to know and when you no. already know things you're like when are they going to tell us that the parents drugged her like because yeah. then it's just going to throw off your whole perception but at, at, at this point at episode three I don't think they did it no I don't no tweet us or just message us on your thoughts on the documentary yeah um, we will keep watching and yeah. we will offer our opinions but at the moment it feels like it could be condensed into a normal like two hour two hour 
Like the Michael Jackson Yeah, Michael Jackson was four hours, wasn't it? That seemed yeah. sufficient. Oh, I listened to a Daily episode, The Daily, um, which is a bit like Beyond Today, but American version by the New York Times. And that talked about Michael Jackson and his legacy um, oh, yeah. after Neverland documentary and that was really interesting and this guy basically he's a cultural commentator for the new york times oh yeah and he essentially said like michael jackson's music he he's seen the documentary and was really like disturbed by it and kind of was like i don't want to be involved with him at all but he is part of the american way of life and he's part of american values and like he's had a race struggle he's had he's he was poor and he worked his way up He's, he is the American dream and he said That's that his music has just influenced like Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars. Yeah, exactly. You can't extract him from the culture. That's so true. So you might be able to cancel him but the, his music and his legacy is more than him as a person and so that's going to be really hard for Americans to grapple with and, and partly he thinks why a lot of people don't want to believe the victims. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting and I also thought sort of, I don't know why I bring this into consuming but another issue is if we cancel Michael Jackson, which I think is totally valid in terms of like the accusations are horrific, and I'm I definitely yeah, believe the I definitely victims, believe the victims. Yes, but if we cancel him, it doesn't affect him anymore. It affects. Think of those people that are in Thriller Live. Think of the people that exactly. are Michael Jackson impersonators, and that's their living. And it just I worry about how us easily cancelling will not even affect the person that we want to cancel, but everybody that is just trying to live their life and make a living from from them. Exactly, I do agree with that. I mean, there are we we touched on cancelling culture before, and there are definite problems with it. I do think, like, it can be problematic when you cancel someone and then you don't you you don't really learn. I think cancelling can sometimes mean the end of progress if yeah. you're not willing to learn. It's just like, oh, that's it, cancelled. But I'd be just so interested to hear from people when, like, I know that probably like I think I saw Thriller Live sales d- decrease, and it's yeah. like those performers have probably worked their entire lives and i just worry about them yeah um but yeah that's sort of me done for yeah we've consumed a few things my consumption all kind of tied into our discussion i know yeah i guess it all does now Mm. honestly i've been thinking all week like every podcast i listen to i've been thinking like oh fame fame remember my name fame but yeah, I just wanted to note at the end after our discussion earlier about um, Mike's passing, if you would like to find out more information on male suicide or need any help with the issue, then visit www.thecalmzone.net and that will give you all the information you need about male suicide awareness in the UK, which would be really useful. Exactly. And it's good that something positive and like a conversation has started out yeah. of this tragedy. It is. Um, just on a final note while we round off this episode number seven, um, seven we were found by a new listener who neither me or Morgana actually know personally which is amazing <laughs> on the new and noteworthy section of Apple Podcasts um, and this was really exciting for us so please give us a rating a comment and subscribe if you've enjoyed as hopefully it will help our little podcast reach more people yeah, yeah that's boost us, us. it Thanks will boost for us yeah have a lovely week Bye.